Welcome to yet another edition of the Smart Gamble. Good to see you guys. Hey, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a little bit since we did our last show. It was uh, right around the end of March Madness. But, uh, of course, anyone tuning in, you know these faces. That is, of course, Lily, the star of the show, joined by CJ and myself, Norm. And uh, we're going to be here for the next half an hour, 45, 45 minutes or so. And we've got a lot to talk about, guys. The occasion that we're back here for, of course, is it's a Kentucky Derby. Derby, baby. <laughs> It's a derby, baby, and this is a smart gamble. And um, horses gambling, it goes hand in hand, guys, right? Yes. Well, it's the most fun days of the year, for sure. Yes. People, <laughs> I, I think uh, throwing out the derby is probably the one of the days that non-gamblers gamble the most, right? Yes, I would agree with that. The casual fans come out on Derby right, Day, for sure. Exactly. Yep. Everyone loves throwing some some shekels on a pony, right? So I, I think we're here to help people out with that a little bit. But, of course, at, at our heart, this is a football show. So we're going to start off with some NFL draft talk, guys, because the draft happened before we we last talked. And uh, a lot, a lot, even outside of the draft, a lot has happened. <laughs> right. It's been a great offseason for the NFL. A great it, offseason. It really has. Um, so I guess let's let's just jump into the draft. And um, I mean, we we could sit here for hours going top to bottom, but I just want to delve right into it. What teams got better, guys? Because that's all that matters is the draft you're supposed to get better. Who got better? Well, let me jump in right away. I, I think um it was kind of a, a surprise the way Baltimore handles its draft because, yeah. um, first of all, before the draft started, they announced that they were trading Hollywood Brown, which is their best receiver. Yeah. And then um, they come into the draft and drafted about 10, 12 guys, no wide receivers. Yep. But every other position was improved on that team. So I think Baltimore is definitely a candidate for getting better. They always Baltimore has been one of the best run organizations literally since they came into existence. Since mm. since the Browns shifted over, it's funny, the Browns of all organizations shifted over to Baltimore and became the Ravens. And with Ozzie under Ozzie Newsom all that time, they were so well run. Exactly. I think you're right there. I love Hollywood Brown, but and I don't I don't get the Cardinals trading for him, to be honest, either. I don't think that was a need. Um, but the 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 Ravens with all those picks, I completely agree. I'm going to throw out a team. I'm going to – this is going back to last season already. I'm going to seem like a, a, a homer of these guys. Not a homer because they're not my team, but I think the Chiefs got better. Speaking of another team that traded a wide receiver away and had a surplus of picks, I think the Chiefs got better because they focused on defense in that first round, which was their weakest last year, and they actually did take a wide receiver, unlike the Ravens and Sky Moore. Yes. Who, you go watch his film. He looks awesome. And his name's Sky Moore. <laughs> <laughs> to add insult to injury, I think that kid, he's a short guy. He's probably – he's blazing speed. Yep. They got the same kind of guy that they've been drafting now for years with Tyree Kill and so forth. Yeah. So same mold of a, of a wide receiver, small and quick. Yeah, exactly. What about our Jets, CJ? The Jets. They did well. Uh, the Jets, I I, I'm really, did. really glad that they didn't fall into the trap of trading for <laughs> Debo Samuel and giving away a king's ransom to get Debo Samuel. The Jets had four picks in that first on day one, and they cashed in on those four picks. They did. Trust me. They will be. I mean, their worst graded pick was a B. Yeah. Which was Brees uh, Hall. Which, yeah. which I don't think is a terrible pick. <laughs> no, no. I mean, he complements uh, Michael Carter. 
It was, I, I think it was a great pick. I, yeah, I love Sauce Gardner. I, I think I, – I, and they – yeah, I, I think that's a team that absolutely improved. That's just such a young team that they just have to – they just got to grow into it. Um, we'll, we'll see what kind of leaps they make this year. I, I think – I get not to be – now not to be a homer. I think both New York teams did well. Yes, I was just going to bring up the Giants for you, Noam. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I, I don't think they're making leaps to be in a playoff team or anything like that. And I don't think the Jets – I think they're both kind of right around the same point right now where they're they're very young and they can make the leaps and they've got like one or two big questions. But, um, I mean, you go look around at, at, you know, rookie of the year candidates and Kayvon Thibodeau seems to be one of the runaways for defensive player of the year. I, that was the guy I wanted. I knew Aiden Hutchinson wasn't going to be there at, at five. So Thibodeau out of Oregon was the guy I wanted. And they shored up the old line. I, 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 what more could you ask for in the first day? Yeah, Evan, Evan Neal. I mean, if that guy walked into this room right now, the lights would go out. That guy <laughs> is a massive human being, six seven, three fifty. Yeah. So the Giants needed some offensive line help now for a seemingly a decade. So he's <laughs> yeah. going to help with that that effort. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with how the Giants uh, decided to move. I think both of them, I think you look at the Jets and Giants, I think you can look at how these picks went, and it's like, all right, maybe the regime's in charge now know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it's so. A, it's about time because the Jets have been, I mean, I love my Jets, but they have been one of the worst-run organizations in the past several decades. Yes. They, they don't get it right on draft day. They don't get it right when it comes to trades or free agents, and they can't seem to retain really, really good talent on that team. So hopefully, New York will become a better place, a destination again, right? Where people would want to play. So on the other end, where our teams have been in previous years, what besides them? Because they finally did it. What teams kind of made you scratch your head on draft day? Well, I think the obvious one is the first pick by the Patriots. Some guy named Cole Strange, who I've never heard of. Oh, and, when draft experts go, what? <laughs> and again, it's, it's Bill Belichick. So he's a seven-time or six-time world champion. So I guess I can't question it. But apparently, this guy did very well in the combines. But right. he was a third-round town. He would have been around three rounds later. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have gotten their guy and gotten some guys in the first round that were much uh, highly ranked. So, Again, head scratcher, but we'll see how that goes. I, I want to throw a real quick if you got more to talk about CJ, but but you said Belichick. It's hard to like argue against the guy. I don't doubt like I can't argue that. But that's when it comes to coaching for me. He has never been a great drafter. You look at the teams that he's built. I mean, sure, he's found guys and he's found guys that kind of fit his system, but I mean the guy we know he can't draft a wide receiver. <laughs> he's, he no. hasn't been able to do that. Um, so I, I think some of like the, the slack he gets in his draft moves, I don't know if that's always deserved. He's of course the greatest coach of all time, but drafting, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think get it. Oh, okay. I think uh like the 49ers and the Browns both picked people that they didn't even need, positions they didn't even need. Yeah. And and uh, one of them wasn't even really good at his position. So I just <laughs> <laughs> that was Niners, like a- <laughs> Niners made some interesting choices, um, but that's an organization. That's an organization that I do trust. I do trust John Lynch to make those kind of picks. And it's like, yes. I don't know if I agree with that, but it's John Lynch. So maybe, maybe I'll, I'll let that slide. Yeah. And we'll get to the Browns a little bit later. So I have a couple of thoughts about the, some things that they did and things that they have not done. So we'll uh, get to the Browns in a bit. 
I, I want to throw out a team, maybe not so much what they did on draft day, and I think I kind of already mentioned it, um, but the Dolphins, it's not so much what they did on draft day, it's what they didn't do on draft day, and that was pick. Yeah. <laughs> because they gave so many picks away for Tyreek Hill. And so you can't get better outside of getting Tyreek Hill. And, and I just want to ask the question, like, Tyreek Hill's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. But were the Dolphins a player away? Yeah, no. I, I think I think with the Dolphins, I really, really believe that Tua, this is a make or break year for Tua. Yeah. And I, I think they decided, that, hey, look, we're going to go with veterans around him through, you know, free agent uh, okay. signings and trades and so forth, rather than depending on a guy who's 21 years old coming out of college to match up with, with Tua. So I think now it's like Tua get the ball down the field to guys who are proven to can catch the ball. If you can't do it this year, we're done. So I think that's right. what their, their, their mantra is this year. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks that have their heads on the chopping block. Um, and I think that's something that, that Lily, you want to bring up. I mean, how many quarterbacks are in different spots now? Um, obviously we saw, we'll, we'll talk about the rookie quarterbacks in just a bit, but you've got Matt Ryan on the Colts. Now mm. Russell Wilson's on the Broncos. Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Carson Wentz is on the Commanders? Is that that's the yeah. first time I think I've said yeah. that? <laughs> that one's gonna be hard for me to kind of remember. Is the Commanders? I know. Man, I gotta repeat it a few times. I think this is the first time I've said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that's it's gonna be uh, interesting to see. Of course, Deshaun Watson on the Browns too. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if that's it's one of the things you want to bring up, CJ, but. Uh, a lot of the quarterback carousel, uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks that between those guys and between um, Daniel Jones is another guy I didn't really mention. This is a make or break year for him as well. Yes. A um, lot of quarterbacks that either are looking over their shoulder at rookies or um, looking around going, I'm not going to be on this team next year. Yeah, I think back to my Browns uh, thought there, I think Baker Mayfield, a lot of people assume that once Deshaun came in that he would be out right away. It would not shock me if he is on that team, on that roster really? in September, because we don't know what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson. We have no idea as far as the legal proceedings. That's true. And, um, and I think that the Browns had opportunity. They had opportunity on draft day to trade him to Carolina. Yep. And they didn't get it done. And that should have been the easiest trade in the history of the world. They right. couldn't get it done. So I, I am thinking that Baker Mayfield may still be a Brown. In, in the pool, just kind of like a, a safety blanket, just kind of like a yeah, just yeah, it's only one break more glass, year, break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> yeah, because I think a lot of teams right now they would say they'll take him on their team, whether it's a backup or a starter, but they don't want to pay him. And it's, right. it's only 18 million dollars, which is not a lot for a quarterback. And what are you going to get for him since he's got such a short contract? And uh, you know, Baker, he's sure he's gotten a Browns close to the playoffs and whatnot, but like, is he's not commanding first round picks? Correct. So, is it worth you know getting a third round pick for a guy, or having a guy that's gotten you close to the playoffs in case the guy you did trade all your picks away for literally can't play for a year? That's you a good point. I didn't think about that. Can you imagine being B- Baker Mayfield and seeing the Pittsburgh Steelers pip a guy like Mitchell Trubisky? And you, meanwhile, you're sitting on the sidelines, still without a job, you know. We're going to talk about how, him in a second. <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> We're going to talk about him in a second. Before we do talk about the rookie quarterbacks, um, I know we want to talk about all the trade, the uh, trades that did happen on draft day. We're, we're kind of talking about them right now, but 
Um, what what trades did kind of stick out to you as, as good trades? We were talking about a lot of like a lot of bad trades, but I think what Philadelphia did to get AJ Brown was um, I again I wouldn't say it's a shocker. It was a big name moving, so that's always a shocker to your system yes. right away. But I think what we're seeing right now with wide receivers that the wide receiver market has changed, and it, the bank is open now. They are the receivers. hot commodity. They are. And AJ Brown is a hell of a good receiver. And I think that it might have been a mistake in my mind for Tennessee to not to pay him to keep him around. That this came down to money. He's coming yeah. into the last year of his rookie deal. And he wanted to open that bank up and, and fill his pockets right away the way Devontae Adams what got his money. Mm-hmm. We'll get to him a little bit Tyree as well. Kill. Yeah, absolutely. Harry Kill. And so I think he didn't want to pay one, play one more year on a deal that was kind of below what his ability was. Yeah. So that that to me was a shocker of the uh, the day. Yeah. I mean, uh, the only quarterback taken in the first round was uh, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Pittsburgh going to the Steelers. And I think that's that's a great that's a great matchup. He's familiar with Heinz Field. Yeah. Literally played there. (laughs) You know, I mean, how much better does it get for a player? You know, a rookie. Yeah, these, these rookie these rookie quarterbacks. Um, he was the only first round quarterback taken. The yes. only one. And not only that, he was the only one taken in the first or second round. Yes. There was zero second round quarterbacks, and we knew this draft class was kind of weak coming in. Like there wasn't there wasn't those that top five pick. Everyone's looking towards next year and whatnot. If they need a quarterback, and I think that's why we saw so many quarterbacks traded and moved in the offseason. Um is then pick it like if you guys had to pick like the rookie quarterback that's going to do the best, I guess maybe next year is, is maybe a little too slimming of, of an option because he might be the only guy that plays next year. But I mean, is he your go-to automatic best quarterback of this class then? I'm still not convinced. Uh, I, I, I saw him, no, I saw we'll him when he was at Pitt um, this past year. And again, he's okay. He didn't. He didn't jump off the page for me. No. So um, again, I mean, for me, it's a hard no as far as any rookie, rookie quarterback making an impact this year. It's a hard no. Um, and Pickett may not have been the guy who I would have picked first. I mean, I was thinking like Malik Willis, yeah, of Liberty. Yep. Um, Matt Corral again, who's okay as well. He went to Ole Miss. He was coached by Lane yep. Kiffin, so forth. But um, again, I'm thinking rookie quarterbacks. It was a pretty dry draft um, year for quarterbacks, and now we know why. Right, yeah, and Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati would be the other guy worth mentioning, I guess you could say. And he ended up in Atlanta. I think I think I like that scenario the most out of any like player that fits where he went. Ritter's yeah. the guy to me. Probably isn't going to play behind Mariota with Mariota in the first yeah. year, but like I think with what Atlanta Atlanta's another team. I think they got better. I don't know how like. It's kind of hard not to, <laughs> yeah. but um, I think that's a team that's like moving in the right direction. But um, yeah, I would say the other three quarterback, like I, I, I think Pickett's going to play because you mentioned who's he going to, he's got to beat Trubisky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but the other three guys are like, I like the fits of like Corral and in, in Carolina, you know, maybe sit a year behind Darnold and all those guys sit a year behind the guys they, that are there currently, but none of those guys are cemented in their spots outside of maybe Tannehill. But I think he's, he's got questions after the playoffs last year. Yeah. And you were talking about trades earlier. And I think um, we were talking about the best trades. I think the best trade that was not made 
was Debo Samuel. When that yeah. guy was in the news for the past week or so before the draft, mm-hmm. I am glad that the Jets did not take the bait on that and take Debo Samuel. I think Debo, um, good receiver. And of course, they use him yes. as in that Debo position, you know, running back as well as wide receiver. I think um, San Francisco would have been hurt in the short term. I think the yes. Jets would have been hurt in the long term if they had traded several draft picks. It, it would have been a King's ransom to get him. Yeah. And I'm glad the Jets stayed pad and got those picks. And hopefully Debo Samuel will continue to do a lot, some great things in San Francisco. As a San Francisco kind of backer, I've really liked what the Niners have done recently. I, I, I'm glad he stayed too, because what he does for that team and, and it, it's, he's the new like Cordell Stewart. Like you're just waiting for him to play quarterback. Now he's slash, slash, slash. Yeah. He's, and it's, it, it really, for a team that's like kind of, to me, one question away, it's it's a quarterback question, whether it's Garoppolo or Lance now. That's that's all they need to figure out to me for, for a Super Bowl run, for at least like making it to the NFC Championship game. And I think trading Debo Samuel, like you said, would have really hurt them short term. And I don't know if that would have been worth it. I get it. He's unhappy. He like he wants to be paid like a dude that does all the things he does. Yes. And he also does not want to run the ball as much because he wants to save those legs because yeah. he knows as well as I know that <laughs> You, you get into your late 20s and all of a sudden your legs go up a cliff. Right. And he does not want to be like ineffective because he's forced to run it and catch it. I, I wasn't an NFL player. I t- literally turned 30, had a knee surgery. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, I mean, we look at wide receivers can play into their mid 30s and whatnot if they stay healthy. Running backs, they get to 28, 29, like you mentioned, and it's boom, you're playing both positions. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be 28 years old. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to be out of the league. So now, I'm um, speaking of a vanilla wide receiver, again, a great trade. Devontae Adams going from Green Bay yes. to the Raiders here. Um, again, we talk about that whole age factor. He is 29 this mm-hmm. year. So I, I see Devontae Adams. I mean, Raiders fans could be excited for the next couple of years. Yes. But after year two or so, I mean, he's going to be 31, almost 32. So you're going to get to the point where he's going to become a little bit less effective. Mm-hmm. So I think the Raiders strike while the iron is hot now, this year and next year. And you're going to also find out how much of Devontae Adams was Devontae Adams or how much of it was Aaron Rodgers. Correct. I, he's Correct. a great right receiver. I'm not trying to discredit him, but Rodgers just makes dudes better. It doesn't matter who you are. Exactly. Um, I can I can catch a thousand yards in the NFL being thrown <laughs> passes from Aaron A-Rod. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, I think we're, we're, we're touching on some of them. We've, we've, we're talking about who's, who's going to be good next year. Let's do some way too early predictions, guys. I love doing this. It is May 7th. It is Derby Day. Um, <laughs> CJ, I don't know what it's like out there in Vegas, but uh, Lily, I know out here in eastern Pennsylvania, May 7th, it's like 45 degrees and raining. <laughs> right. Let's talk, it feels like football weather out, so let's talk about <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> Even though I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> Listen, I, yeah, I, I'm wearing jeans because I got to go out right after this, but like, I, yeah, it's May. Let's let's go. 80 degrees. Let's go. Um, but let's talk about, guys. We talk about who's better, who's worse. Super Bowl predictions. I want to hear them right now. What do we got? Well, um, based on the way things happened last year, the way things ended for the Buffalo Bills, I think uh, that they are the team that is ready yes! to take yes! that next step in the AFC. And that AFC is loaded. Trust yes. me, it's got like about 10 teams oh, man. who get to the playoffs and so forth. But I think it's Buffalo's year, or at least it has to be Buffalo's it year. Because be. if they don't get it done this year, 
they can start to go the other direction and start to lose players and so forth. So, right, right. None of us mentioned them getting better, though. <laughs> I, yeah, but they have. They they had decent picks. They really did. You're right. Yeah, they, I, I, I think the running back they took, they they might shore up because the, the backfield's been a question mark right now. So, um, I I I think. Yeah, to make or break year for the Bills. Yeah, they also got a, a good leader on defense in Von Miller. And again, I'm not quite yes. sure how effective John right. Von Miller is going to be, but he's a good player. He's a, he's a good yeah, leader. In the locker room. Exactly. So I think that you know, at least on that question, the the the, uh, the whole leadership thing, they got better there. So that's I think so. That I'm gathering that's you you and Lily's AFC pick. I'm going to throw out. People are going to be oh Chiefs again. I'm going to throw out the Chiefs. Okay. <laughs> Uh, obviously, they Kinda were better last to. year, and I think they did, outside of trading Tyree Kill, I think they're able to fill that position still up with you know moves that they've made and just because they've got so many other weapons. And then I think they shored up that defense enough that they are, they are an actually improved team from last year, and they were in the Super Bowl last year. So um, why not put them right back in there? But I, I'm right there with you, CJ. You can throw 10 teams in this AFC slot. And I and I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with them. Where it comes to the other side, the NFC slot, I'm like, ah, can I choose another AFC team? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, as far as the NFC goes, I do like the Niners. I'm a Niners guy. Um, now, again, some people would automatically default to the the LA Rams. Rams, because I there. think I, I I think they're they're going to be good again. I don't know. No, I, no, I don't no. think either team that was in the Super Bowl last year, the Bengals or the Rams are going to get there the year. Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals were in this. Yeah, Super Bowl I agree. I don't, know what I'm talking about. I, I don't think so either. I don't think either team is going to do as well this year. Yeah. Record wise too. I, I don't think they're going to do. I forgot they were in the Super Bowl last year. They yes. beat the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think Bengals uh, or Rams. I am right there. The Niners, if they can figure out, if Lance could either take the step or if Garoppolo can just do enough and stay healthy, I'm right there with you. Does anyone want to mention the Bucks since Brady decided to come back? Yeah, you got to put Tampa in there, no doubt about it. I, and again, um, Tampa probably might be the favorite in my mind in the NFC. They I think, might be the I favorite. I think if you go to the books right now, I think I wrote Bills are the favorites uh, at plus 650 right now for a Super Bowl pick. Bucks are second at 750. And then Chiefs third at nine plus nine fifty, and then Rams and the other team that we haven't mentioned because again their quarterback decided to come back when we didn't think he would. Packers both at eleven hundred. Yeah, Packers. They, anyone? I know Lily. You were a big Packers fan last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're, they're talking about Aaron retiring after this season. Right. Who mm. like who knows what's going on with them? And they lose Devontae Adams. So I, I'm I'm staying away from the Packers this year. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and maybe it's time to mention America's team for one quick second here. Does Dallas have any chance whatsoever to take that step up? Because they will need to take a step up. Trust they me. were right they there. there. I, I got the top five. They were, I think, like seventh or eighth on the on the on the odds uh, list, at, at like plus seventeen hundred. I think they're worth bringing up. Mm. Um, you good good odds on them right now, and I don't think it's that crazy of a thought. Yeah, their their problem is up here. Yeah. they have they have a lot of talent. But up here is where that problem is. So we'll right. see what happens with Dak and the boys right. next year. Um, all right. So any MVP candidates, way too early MVP candidates, guys in new places maybe or same same faces. Who knows? Russell Wilson. Okay. 
Great minds think alike, Lily. I'm a Seattle fan because my sister lived in Seattle for many years, so I'm a Seattle fan too, and a Russell fan. Yeah, so now he's in Denver, so no, uh, he'll, yeah. he'll take his care. magic to yeah. Denver. Denver's well, going to be a good team this year. They will. I think him moving from Seattle to Denver improves his chances because he won it. a Super Bowl and made another one when the, the Seahawks, when he was on his rookie contract, and the Seahawks were loaded on defense and had some great wide receivers also around him. Kind of sounds similar to what the Broncos are right now. Got a good defense, and you go and, and trade in. Not, the, not that um, the, the Seahawks wide receivers were terrible, but you go and trade in and then get Jerry Judy to throw to, Cortland Sutton to throw to, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Patrick to throw to, and some decent running backs behind you. I think Russell Wilson's my favorite as well, Lily. Yeah, I also throw in Josh Allen of the Bills as well. Yes, I think Josh yes. Allen's going to do well. I think they have to ride his on his back. If they're going to do anything this year, it's going to be because of Josh Allen. So he's going to be in the mix as well. Right. Yeah. I. I. I it's hard to not to. I mean, if we're going to mention them as the the Super Bowl favorites, then the quarterback of that team's got to be on there. Um. All right. Any potential surprises that you think might uh, happen in the NFL season? Go. Didn't see that on week one, but here we are, week seventeen, and here uh, and this is what happened. Yeah, I I like the um the the, the mix of teams in the AFC South with Tennessee and Indy. I wouldn't say they would be a surprise to me, but if those two teams went very deep into the playoffs, mm. it's gonna be because they have a lot of guys on that offensive and defensive line. They are the same team in my mind. Strong they run attention. it first, great defense, good quarterback play. And again, now again we have a they have a much better quarterback at Indy this year than Carson Wentz was theirs. So I think it can go far. So we'll we'll see how the AFC South shapes up. Yep. I um I'm gonna throw out something. This this might surprise all you guys. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Um can the Lions be competitive next year? Oh, well, you know something. I think Lily is a better quarterback than Jared Goff, and so and that's my one. And that's my one thing is if if now here's the thing. There's there's two things that can happen. You gotta remember, Jared Goff did make a Super Bowl. He did. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, I can't. I I'm right there with you, CJ. I think he's a he's a bad quarterback, but he did get to a Super Bowl. If he can be just competent enough, I think the Lions are starting to build a team around him. Uh, I think they're maybe a year or two away. I'm, I'm not talking about making a Super Bowl, but in that division where playoffs. we just mentioned, Packers are, I think they're going to be in the playoffs, but Packers are not quite as good as they used to be. Right. Vikings seem to scratch a lot of people's heads sometimes. Um, but if, if they can stay healthy, I know they're a good team too. But the Bears are rebuilding right now. I think right. I think that's, that's, that's a fair thought. I think in that division, they can be competitive. They can be around 500, which I think, would surprise some people. It would. Um, first of all, the other thing, too, is that they have the dumbest coach in the history of the NFL. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> but if this coach and if that organization decides, hey, look, Jared Goff, we're going to de- de-emphasize you throwing the ball and we're going to mm-hmm. run it first. Yeah, Andre be, Swift, be, baby. Be, be a Ryan Tannehill. Be, you know, other quarterbacks yep. who hand it off first. Let your defense play games and, you know, and, and win games for you. Maybe you have a point there. If, um, and and, and, and the, the second thing that I mentioned, besides maybe Goff just, you know, being competent enough, I don't think we're done seeing some quarterback moves. You already mentioned it. Baker Mayfield is a possible move that could still happen. The Lions are a possible standing point there. What also then about maybe Taylor Heineke? Because Washington seems to have their quarterback now. So there's guys out there that are I think are better than Jared Goff. 
yeah, that true. may still end up in, in different places of Detroit being one. So that's why I want to throw that out there. Yep. Pretty cool. All take. right, guys. I think it's time to talk some Derby. Derby, it baby. Is, and we're doing this show. I think Lily is the expert, of course, of every show. But when it comes <laughs> to horses, it's all yours, Lily. And explain the background you got. Okay. First of all, I just want to mention um, a little known fact that Kentucky Derby betting is only legal in 34 states. Oh, I thought it was. A, that's I, surprising, I, right? I, I thought, thought it was all been 50. In, yeah. That's what okay. I would have thought, too. Um, but, you know, I, I have a passion for horse racing. Um, first of all, because, you know, they're Hayden's cousins. Hayden is cousins <laughs> with every animal and stuffed animal in the world. <laughs> We miss Hayden. Oh, we miss Hayden. I miss Hayden. I'm away right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but actually, I mean, the most important reason, of course, my, my family owned racehorses. Now, they owned standard bred racehorses. The difference is the horses in the Kentucky Derby are thoroughbred. The jockey rides on the horse. Standard bred, the driver, which is the jockey, rides behind the horse in the sulky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I grew up. I grew up, you know, I was the age 13 to 18 when they owned the horses. Wow. Well, so knowing, where, knowing where you grew up, that's a big horse racing area. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, you want to talk favorites? Let's, let's talk, talk about favorites. it. Let's, let's talk about favorites. Well, the number one ranked favorite is Epicenter. Now, Epicenter is definitely should be ranked number one. Has the most wins under its belt. Um, and he's got this trainer. I want to not butcher this name. Stephen Asmussen, I think. <laughs> the trainer names are <laughs> tough sometimes. He's a Hall of Fame uh, trainer. This would be his first Kentucky win Derby win. So that's an interesting and And situation. I, I want to throw out, you like him, that's, that's something I, I've noticed too. No Bob Baffert horses this year after last year. He's, no Bob he's Baffert. Suspended for for the the you know the winner was the Medina Spirit getting getting the drug, so he's not no Bob Baffert horses. This opens up a, a chance for one trainer like that to win finally. Right, but also there are two of his horses that were transferred to the other trainer. I, I've Yachtine, I think is the name. I don't remember. I'm sorry if I'm butchering well, it. Well, well, forgive any pronunciations <laughs> when it comes to traders and jobs. <laughs> but the, you know, two those two horses are pretty much favored. That's Messier and um, Tabo. I think is. I'm, I know I might be mispronouncing. Zandon, uh -huh. I think is, is another is the yeah, other. Yeah, Zandon is. I think it was three to one odds this morning. Right. I think Epicenter also right around three to one. Yep. So they were definitely in my little collection of best horses as well. Yes. Okay, so the second ranked most fit second favorite horse is Zandon. Yeah. Now this horse is coming over a, off of a major win. He was, and I will explain what this means. He was in last place. He won by two and a half lengths. Now, a length is a horse. So he was in last place and won. He beat all the other horses by two and a half lengths. That's incredible. That's almost never seen in horse racing. So I like this horse. That's Zandon. Now, the number three, this horse is amazing, too. Mo Donegal. Okay, right. now he... He's got a Hall of Fame trainer, too. And um, 
He's a son of a champion Uncle Mo as well. Oh, that's good. So, good reading, or yeah, good genes then. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that always helps. Yeah, he's got some major races underneath him too. So the top three are the top three for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I mean, and it's it, kind of interesting. There's no like sometimes there's like a runaway favorite that like everyone's gonna bet on. It seems like there's a couple horses that are pretty close to each other. There's no like yeah, for sure yeah. fire favorite this year. Yeah, and um Mo Donegal, the number three ranked, is actually out of the one hole. Now, when it comes yeah. to thor- thoroughbreds, I would say the top five horses are at a disadvantage when it comes yeah, to standard breads, which is what I grew up watching the top five are in the advantage, you know? So like with the thoroughbreds, the outside are the ones that have the better chance. Mm. Okay. Just to explain that. Um, So my possible long shot would be Zozo's rank 13 out of the 19 hole. If you bet $25, you'll win 500 on this horse. Sounds like good to me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is this is only going to be his third career start. Oh, I'm sorry. When he was actually, he set the pace against Epicenter in in a derby. Oh, okay. Okay, so he came in second. Epicenter he, won. He can, he but can he actually one of the set the pace then. for it. Yeah, he mm-hmm. set yeah. the pace for it. Now Zozo's is actually a long shot. Yeah. So, but yeah. I I like this horse. Believe twenty to one odds right now. Yeah, yeah I'm seeing yeah. twenty one in the live odds. Bozo said, "You're right. He finished second behind Epicenter in the Louisiana Derby." Um, yep, so that yeah, that was his great. first loss ever. So I, I like I like his odds in this. I like him as a long shot. Some people love taking those long shots. So I, I mean, I guess speaking of favorites and long shots, let's make some picks. Uh, CJ, I guess you and I will make some quick picks, and and Lily will uh, take us away then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I like, again, um, you know, Lily mentioned a couple of horses that are on my list. Epicenter and Zandon are, are if, if, if we were to go win play show, I think Epicenter and Zandon are going to be in those uh, top couple of spots. Um, I like a 10 to 1 odds right now, White Abario. And, of course, I have a personal interest in this one because um, the trainer is actually from the, the country that where my parents grew up in Barbados in the oh, Caribbean. Nice. Yeah, his name is Safi Joseph. He actually won the Barbados Triple Crown as a trainer. Nice. So, um, so I, I have that uh, horse in there as well. Um, a couple of other horses that I could mention again, I mentioned, um, Lily mentioned Mo Donegal who lost to White Abario in the Wood Memorial. So yeah. again, White Mara has some chops as well. We mentioned Messier earlier. Uh, if, you, if you're a hockey fan, uh, Mark Messier is my favorite hockey Rangers, player of baby. all time. <laughs> um, it was the eight to one uh, odds as of this morning. So again, that's another strong horse, but if you would give me, if I'll give you my top three, um, as far as win play show, I would say epicenter to win Zandon number two. And I would go to White Abario to sneak in there, sneak in there. and um and, and, pick, and go to uh, the show play. Yeah. And let me give you a little background on White Abario. He was at a modest purchase of seventy five hundred dollars. Now they they <laughs> they purchased these types of thoroughbreds for hundreds like a million. Yeah, yes. million. yeah, yeah. Hundreds of thousands, million, whatever. So for seventy five hundred, and just to just to give you a point of reference, my parents when they bought their yearlings, they bought three yearlings in nineteen eighty two. They were fifteen hundred dollars. So for a thoroughbred to go for seventy five hundred, that's insanity. That's crazy. That's unheard of. 
And his only loss was at Churchill Downs, by the way. Mm. So that's that's kind of I mean, I really like that horse, too. That's that's the only thing giving me a little. Uh, little reservation. pause, huh? little pause <laughs> a little reservation. There, yeah. Yep. All right. So I um, don't have the knowledge as you guys. <laughs> so, so my pick when I always try and make a derby pick each year, but um, I try and look up the horses and stuff like that. But when you uh, hear my pick here, and, and I don't even do the win play show, I'm just going to pick one, ho- one horse to win. Um, simplification. Sounds simple enough to me. 13 is my lucky number. I was born on June 13th. There's okay. my horse. <laughs> That's actually not a bad pick, Norm. That's not a bad pick. I Listen, like and as I mentioned in the start of the show, you get so many casual bettors that bet on, on, on the derby that, that don't really bet on anything else. When it comes to like the NFL, like I, I actually try and put thought into it. I love to just have a, a horse in a race so it makes that two and a half minutes or however long it is really exciting for me. But I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to the horses. So I'm going to listen to you guys. Maybe I'll take your guys' advice. And I think everyone else listening and watching should too. But I always like to have at least one bet on the 13 horse if it's not scratched. And uh, maybe pick a name that I like. And you know what? I like both of them. So simplification. 20 to, 20 to 1 odds too. So, hey, it's, it's worth a long shot. Nice. There we go. So what everyone really, obviously the expert here when it, when it comes <laughs> to NFL, but definitely horse racing, as you can see. Is Lily. So the lock of the week, What I, I believe you've got an exacta for us, Lily? Yes, yes. All right. Let me explain. Explain what, the, what, what that an, even is. To what an exacta is means you're picking the first and second place horses. Now, in my case, I'm going to box it, which means that either one of the horses I named could come in first or second. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would do an exacta box on Zandon because that's a horse with a hell of a heart to come from last and win by two and a half lengths. Gotta love it. I love that horse. And I'm also looking at a horse that none of us even mentioned. Uh-oh. And let me tell you why. It's a Japanese horse. First Japanese horse to be in the Kentucky Derby. Um, only once beaten. He's a UAE Derby winner in Dubai. And that's what actually qualified him to be in the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Okay, so he's got that accomplishment. Then he could be the first horse since 1883 to win the Kentucky Derby on his third career start. So I'm really liking this horse. And he has been training and drilling like crazy at Churchill Downs. So he's doing really well training. So I'm really liking this horse. Which horse was that? Crown Pride. Crown, okay. Crown Pride, he's, okay. He's ranked so that's nine. The seven horse. The lucky number seven. Right. He's, he's the seventh hole. Yeah, I might have said that wrong before, but yeah, he's out of the seventh hole. All right. I like that's it. good stuff. That's good stuff. That That's, listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you about horse race betting. It is the most difficult. Oh, my. Most difficult sport to bet on. If I get one horse right, it'll be a miracle. Seriously. Right. It's, it's Seriously. literally, you have the question of, do the, do the things you're betting on know that they're in a race? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously when you've got athletes that are competing, they know they've got that. And I, and it, I know this is a, the whole other tangent to go on, but yeah, you're, you're betting on, on, on an animal. It's, it's, it's it, but it's makes it, what makes it so fun because anything can happen. Right. And anything does happen. And anything does happen. And hopefully we have a clean winner this year. Yes. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> we don't need nope. the nonsense no that happened juicing. last year. No, we don't. We don't. Um, all right. Well, that does it, guys. Uh, that was a fun show. Kentucky Derby and a fun Love draft. It. Love it. That was. Get a little entertainment here in the beginning of May. Um, and if you want any more entertainment uh, or if you want to go back and watch some of our NFL shows or stay tuned for when we might be doing some other shows, uh, we're talking about maybe doing either a Belmont show, NBA finals show. So we'll be back here probably in about a month or so, if not sooner. Um, the best way to find out when uh, we have those pop up is to hit the like and subscribe button on either YouTube, Apple, Spotify, However you're watching or listening, um, check us out on social media at the smart gamble, uh, everywhere you can find us. And of course, if you want more picks and, uh, find out any information on us, the literal best spot to go to is the That's our website. Go there. Um, you can get some picks from CJ and Lily and, uh, just find out more about us and also the YouTube, uh, links are on there as well. So the and our email address. Yes. The at gmail.com. And the address. at gmail.com to email us if you want to reach out to us or leave a comment on, on the YouTube uh, page as well. Where, however, we're all we're open. We're an open page. Reach out to us if you want. So um for CJ, for Lily, I hope everyone enjoys the derby. And it's been a fun time, guys. Again, getting back on the saddle. Not, yes. not a, I did not even mean to make a horse <laughs> joke, but there we are. <laughs> Love it, Norm. Don't Love have any too, too many uh, mint juleps, guys. Mint juleps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two big hats on. Get a mint yeah, next time hands. I'll have mine. <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk to you next time. Okay. Love everyone. Thanks for watching. <laughs>